Hello and welcome to Bella's Ballroom. We're an anchor podcast coming to you from a very gloomy and chilly, at least for LA, Los Angeles. How are you doing? What's been going on? Yeah, I know. Just gotta hang in there. Hang in there. That's what we're doing and hopefully I can help you a little bit to do that. We have got such an amazing show for today. Uh, It's punk, punk, and more punk with the, I'd say the world's leading authority on uh, punk rock and uh, punk rock bands. She knew everybody. She was part of the scene. Uh, She's keeping it alive through various museums and and acts and, and, uh, She's just an amazing woman on her own. I'm talking about actress, producer, creator, curator, singer, the one and only Tequila Mockingbird will be our interview in just a little bit. I thought we'd start out the show with a punk band who really was a pioneer in the scene, but they appealed to more than just the so-called punk crowd. They were such great musicians. They... Um, just knew how to put on a show. I unfortunately never had the chance to see them live. And uh, they are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is considered one of the greatest songs of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. And uh, yeah, who doesn't dig the Ramones? It's creep but. Seventy-six album, self-titled, Ramones, that was Blitzkrieg Bop. What a great song. I mean, <laughs> if you don't move listening to that, then you are dead. <laughs> um, yeah, that was something that uh, I remember hearing, and it just went through my body the first time I heard it. 
there was no control. I had to move. Loved it. And I did punk music. Uh, I wouldn't have called myself a punk rocker per se, um, but I always liked punk music, appreciated it, went to see some bands in LA. We were lucky enough to have some great punk bands come out of Los Angeles in the early 80s. And um, yeah, um, I always appreciated the musicianship of uh, these players. Uh, it just blew my mind, you know, and started this cultural kind of, um, I won't say anti-government, but anti-mainstream, non-conformatory music and fashion. Uh, we'll be speaking with Tequila about that down the road. She certainly was there, and uh, we'll also be speaking to her about a promise she made to the lead singer of The Germs, Darby Crash, and uh, I truly believe she's kept that promise alive. One interesting lesson. Welcome back, and like I said, uh, for our first show of the new year, 2021, We've got a great interview with Lady M herself, Tequila Mockingbird, and uh, lots to speak about. Her new book coming out this fall, uh, project she's been working on through the pandemic. Uh, a pandemic is not going to stop this young lady. No, no. Um, she definitely stays busy and very creative soul. One of the acts that she has had for the past 30 years, along with her co-founder, Donald Nino, is a Polinaire, and they're quite extraordinary. Uh, tequila does everything from uh, her vintage uh, German auras to, to punk to a Led Zeppelin tribute band, which is fantastic, by the way. Um, in this, we're going to hear a Polinaire it's a great version of a very famous song, made famous by the one and only Marlena Dietrich. Though I think this has become my favorite version. This is Tequila Mockingbird, Apollinaire, and Falling in Love Again. I never wanted to. 
one and only singer, producer, curator, creator, actress, and soon-to-be author, so much more, Tequila Mockingbird. Matter of fact, we're going to be right back with Lady M herself. Stay tuned. You're listening to Bella's Ballroom and her cat playing. (laughs) And we're an anchor podcast. You can find us on Spotify and anywhere great podcasts are found. Be right back with Tequila Mockingbird. Hi, and welcome back to Bella's Ballroom. We're an anchor podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Google Plays, Apple, anywhere great podcasts are found. Now, we've been leading up to this great interview I'm about to do. This woman is a true entertainer. Renaissance is the word. She is an actress, producer, creator, curator, songwriter, uh, just a fascinating human being. And we're so lucky to have her. Please welcome the one and only Tequila Mockingbird. How are you, Tequila? Well, hello there. How are you, Bella? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. We're so happy to have you back. Tequila actually helped us launch... Bella's Ballroom over a year ago um, when we had no idea what we were in for, <laughs> right? Exactly. No, we had no idea. We yeah. had, the lockdown had not started yet. It had not started. It was just something you saw in science fiction movies, but uh, guess what? Here it is. Here it is. But I got to tell you something. This pandemic has not slowed this woman down. She goes, goes, goes. And there is a buzz in Hollywood. So that means it's hot that you've got a book coming out this fall. Is that true? Yes, I'm doing a book called Punk Hollywood, and it's about my adventures in Los Angeles. Oh, gosh, that's going to be a great read, I'm sure. A great read. Um you came to L.A., what, the late 70s? I got here in 77. 77, so the, the heart of the punk movement here 
right? Or was it just starting? Yes, absolutely. The very beginning. Wow. The first, the first Weirdos concerts. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there was a lot of great punk to come out of L.A. I don't know if people realize that, you know. They always kind of want to associate CBGBs in New York. and But we had the germs, um, the weirdos, like you said, Black Flag, right? Yeah, um, uh, X. X, oh, Combos, yeah. Yeah. Theater. And I discovered all those bands for New Wave Theater. Those were the first bands that I put on New Wave Theater. That's right. The germs, I could not get on New Wave Theater because uh, Don Bowles thought I was a sellout for having a cable TV show. Oh. You were one of the first to do that, a pioneer, definitely. You've helped the punk movement so much. Uh, this book is going to be fascinating, I'm sure. Uh, you were one of the first, actually, as far as I know, and, and, I, and I got here in 79, so I remember, one of the first to actually do certain club nights, because um, clubs weren't filling up seven nights a week. They were sitting empty, but you took clubs and did punk nights here, this here, that there, and you started a whole new scene, I think, for L.A. Well, I did my best to keep myself busy, basically, because I, I felt like I couldn't afford to go to see a lot of shows, but if I put the show on myself, then it was going to happen for sure. So I would always book my friends so I could watch their bands. Oh, sheer genius, sheer genius. You sure helped launch a lot of careers, Tequila. Well, I think when I when I started doing uh, public access New Wave Theater, that's when, when I really could help make, make uh, a scene because people could see all over the nation through Night Flight, which is still on the air, by the way, New Wave Theater. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, uh, you could see uh, on Night Flight that we, we had something new and exciting happening in Los Angeles. And I was just talking to John Denny from The Weirdos this morning, and he was saying also we were all punk before there was a name for punk. Yeah, 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 yep. Um, most definitely, most definitely. And it, it wasn't just about the music, which was fantastic. Uh, the fashion also. And I think you helped to form a lot of that, actually. Uh, you well, I was a model when I, I got here. I started to say you came out of the East Coast. You had modeled. You had fashion sense. And people think of punk uh, fashion. They think of, oh, I don't know, rings in the nose, this or that, or just, you know. Actually, some of it was very glamorous. Well, I think so. I mean, I was a big fan of the bondage pants scene uh, that Poser did here. Uh -huh. But also, without, I don't think without Vivian Westwood and, and Malcolm McLaren, there probably wouldn't be a scene because without them launching the Sex Pistols, and people wouldn't know that they could be better than another band because most bands got together because they thought the Sex Pistols were shit and they could do a better job. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, uh, as long as they got together, and it keeps going on. And do you think uh, people, you see these kids and they're like, I'm punk, I'm punk. Do you think it was an era and you were a punk or can you still be a punk? Are there new punks? What What's your take on all that? Well, to tell the truth, punk basically was from 74 to 84. Yeah. And then yeah. after that was post-punk gothic, mm -hmm. new romantic, uh -huh. yep, yep. Uh, hardcore, and all the different uh, derivatives of punk. Punk was just punk. You could be anything and be punk. Yeah, you could yeah. be 
ska and be punk. You mm-hmm. could be uh, X-ray specs and be punk. You could be Devo and be punk. You could be Kraftwerk and be punk. You yeah. could be anything and be punk. You could be Lena yeah. Hagen and sing opera and be punk. And be it punk. Wasn't, yeah. yeah. Punk didn't used to be what you wore. It used to be who you are. Who you were. Uh huh. So who you now are. Yes. I think it's more a cult of personality, and I don't think it's it's based on on the ethics that we we created when we were punks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. And like I said earlier in the podcast, I never considered myself a true punk, but I went to see punk bands. Um, I love the music. It made me feel alive. And it was some of the best musicians I've heard in the world. Some of the worst at times, but really some of the best. It was, it was quite a fascinating time, and uh, I, I haven't heard anything like that since. No, it definitely got the blood moving, and it was about, um, well, like I said, John Denny and I were talking this morning, and it was definitely a case of we were sick of the old crap, that the old rock and roll that was being shoved down our throats. Rock had become disco, and it had become palatable, and arena rock was big, and everybody was over 30, and we didn't trust anyone that was over 30. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, if we only knew what we knew now, right? But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I still don't trust anyone under 30. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, I hear you on that one, really. Uh, Tequila, you've had so many bands through the years. Uh, we played one of them earlier that has been around for over 30 years, Apollinaire. Um, and uh, one of your first bands, I believe, was Trouble Fenora, correct? Yes. Uh, my first band was Girls of Zatar. Oh, Girls of Zatar. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it was a 25-piece band that was um, just people. We'd invite everyone to show up, and then we'd take acid and play music. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And Trouble for Nora was really a hot band. I mean, I really I love this song. You did a song. You were ahead of your time. Uh, I'm going to play it for our audience. I have to share this song. Uh, It's called Computer. And uh, the video is spectacular. I tell everybody, please look it up on YouTube. And uh, and Timothy Leary is playing uh, Pong. It's so, the computer was so new that he was playing Pong. And that was a big deal. That was a big deal, yeah. What was this? You think the mid-80s about when you did the song? 1988. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, we're going to play Trouble for Nora's Computer with special guest star Timothy Leary and Mitch Mitchell from Jimi Hendrix Experience on the drums, right? Yes, yes, that's okay. right. Here it is, Computer, Trouble for Nora, featuring Tequila Mockingbird.
that's Tequila Mockingbird and Trouble for Nora with Computer and your da 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 da. Love that song. Thank you. Love yeah. it, love it, love it. Um, tequila, by the way, uh, for those of you that are just discovering her, uh, sings, even though she was a punk, is a punk, helped uh, launch the careers of many punks and helped with the movement, she sings everything from operatic arias to uh she has a Led Zeppelin band, like I said earlier, that blows your mind. So if you ever get the chance to go see her live, once that starts up again here in La La Land, uh, please go see her. She's fantastic. Tequila, you made a promise to a, a very good-looking young man. I, I remember seeing him once or twice before he passed, and he was your dear friend, Mr. Darby Crash of the Germs, right? Yes, I liked him very much. He was a very cool little boy. Yeah, yeah. He was only 22 when he passed. Um, what was this promise? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I had. Um, I was hanging out with Darby at the Starwood, and he was doing his band, the Darby Crash Band. And he came up in the balcony where I was hanging out, and he said, Tequila, promise me that you'll keep punk rock alive. And I said, oh, Darby, what's the matter with you? What are you talking about? And he said, no, no, I'm serious. Promise me. And I'm like, oh, Darby, of course. What are you talking about? And he's like, no, no, you have to really promise me. Wow. And I said, okay, I promise. And then he kissed me and he went away. And I knew something was wrong right then. And a couple of days later, he was dead. Yeah, intentional heroin overdose. Yeah. Very sad. Well, I think I think also he was being bullied because he was gay, and Aww. being punk and gay wasn't something you could be yeah. in the early punk days. What a shame! What a shame! Yeah, yeah. Rock too. Rock was the same way. You know, I was up on the strip, and it's like, uh, yeah. Uh, but things have changed, and hopefully, we're going forward that anybody can be anything they want to be. And you certainly are a Renaissance woman. You're a little bit of everything. <laughs> And uh, now, when this uh, lockdown happened, you had just gotten the green light to start booking this fabulous gallery and club that was just remodeled in Chinatown, right? Yeah, and I was about to start working at UCLA. Yeah, I remember going there with you. Yes, yes. Um, do you hope maybe to get back to that once things are lifted, probably next year, the way it's looking? I'm hoping to, uh, I have plans. I'm, I'm planning to put the punk museum, I'm, I'm opening a, uh, an enclave in the Mojave Desert on my girlfriend's rocket installation. I love it. Perfect and combination. I'm planning to do giant rave punk parties there on the rocket installation. Like a two or three day event, something like that? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I'm thinking I'm probably going to mm -hmm. do next. And she's talking about, uh, I put together a time capsule and she's launching that in a satellite into outer space. That's cool. That's very so cool. the Punk Museum will be forever floating around in the universe, yes. which is what the way it should be, I think. And Absolutely. Fitting, I think. And, very. Um, so I'm doing that, and I'm uh, working on a movie with an Australian director that I just finished working with on the Susie Quattro documentary. Awesome. And now we're working on a 
full-length feature film, I'm doing a lot of the music supervision. Awesome. That's wonderful. uh, So I'm doing a lot of projects right now to keep myself busy. I have (laughs) thepunkcast.com, which is uh, working with UCLA Professor Jessica Schwartz on uh, the origins of punk and what punk meant to people and, and what great things punk has done for us. So, oh, that's wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Always busy. Nothing slows her down. Nothing slows her down. That's fantastic, honey. I can't wait. And the, speaking of the punk museums, you're the creator of the punk museums here, Berlin, uh, Frisco, and Vegas, right? Am I missing any? Uh, yeah, you're missing uh, London, oh. uh, New York, and France. <laughs> love it, love it, love but it. What it is is it's what it is is I put together uh, online punk museums, and then I uh, pick someone to run the offline punk museum and to put together art gallery shows for the artists that we all share. I love it. I love it. And I assume once your book is released, it'll be available at all the museums, right? Yes, yeah. it will. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And other places too. And once that happens, we will be back. Hopefully you'll come back and talk to us then. Um, it's it's people are waiting with bated breath. It's very exciting. It's going to be a great book. The pictures alone are phenomenal. Um, and it's not just the punk world. You had a lot of uh, dear old glamour Hollywood friends and and just uh, a lot of interest. Now I was an actress for 30 years. Yes, so I, yes. I, I, I was in uh, Eurythmics video, Would I Lie to You? I was in uh, Unchain My Heart with Joe Cocker. I have lots of stories about all of those sort of things. Like you say, Mitch Mitchell and, and Jimi Hendrix. I mean, Mitch Mitchell and uh, uh, Timothy Leary were in my video. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm the voice of the voiceover agent for John Denny from the weirdos. Love it. Love it. uh, He and I are working on a project together. And, um, so I, yeah, I keep really busy. uh, (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. A lot of stuff on film that are in the books and, you know, as a model, I ran around with the Giorgio Di San Angelo, Ben Shaw, Stephen Burroughs and Halston and, Betsy Johnson and Boys and Girls in Beverly Hills and, uh, you know, every club in town I did something at. I either played at it or I booked it, and I always booked them just so I could see the show. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I miss going to your club nights. They were always fascinating and, and variety and just just definitely not boring. Not boring at all. And we might also add, as if there's not enough going on, Tequila is now Lady M, and she is officially a grand dame. You've befriended uh, some European royalty that you've gotten very close to the family, right? And they gave you a a title. Am I correct? Yes, I got a peerage from... uh... The Prince Valdemar Schomburg Lepe, who is the uh, His Serene Highness in uh, in Schomburg, which is uh, in Germany, and his son and I are very tight. And then I started going with his parents and him on different uh, exploits and parties and social events. Um, and the day before his father died, he signed a peerage. Uh, commitment to me to make me a dame I love of the it. German court, 
which is which is actually a female knight who has helped the family. I love that. That's spectacular. That's spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tequila, I love you. Definitely interesting. I will let you know when the book will be out. Tequila will be back with us about that time. Uh, it's been a great interview. I want to thank you so much for coming on again a year later. And uh, thank you for helping to launch Bella's Backroom. Uh, backroom. <laughs> what are we doing in the backroom? Bella's Ball. <laughs> Bella's Ballroom. Uh, a year ago, we really appreciate it. I always have a good time with you, girl. Miss you. And, uh, all right, darling. Take care of yourself. You do the you same. Out there, stay punk. Stay punk. This is I Bella's, Bella's Ballroom. Bella's Ballroom will be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Bella's Ballroom. Remember, you can find us on Pocket Cast, Pod Bay, Google, Listen Notes, Radio Public, Apple, and of course, Anchor FM. We want to thank our very, very special guest again, the one and only Tequila Mockingbird. Look forward to having her back when her book is coming out and wish her the best success with that. Um, we spoke a little bit about Darby Crash with her. He was the lead singer of the Germs who committed suicide at age 22 with an intentional heroin overdose. Um, quite the performer. Very passionate. I was lucky enough to see them once at the Starwood. Uh, look up the Starwood if you like. It really was a fantastic club uh, here in Los Angeles. I'd like to play for you now the germs. This is Darby Crash, the germs, and Circle One. So raw, so real. Um, of course, I'm one of those weirdos that just like music, period. People say, well, what's your favorite style? If I had to pick one, you know, I do love my electronica and dance music and rock. 
and punk and country and symphonic and uh, yeah it would be hard to choose that was darby crash dear friend of tequila mockingbirds and his band the germs today we're celebrating pioneers in punk origins of punk of which of course lady m is definitely one um it was a uh, an interesting concept uh, where in the late 60s, early 70s, you had a rebellion kind of sorts, but it was a very peaceful rebellion and talked about uh, this land is your land, this land is my land, and the winds of change and, you know, knocking on heaven's door, things like that, which I, I dig. Um, and it was a, a hippie's form of rebellion, if you will. I always say I'm an old hippie at heart from way back. I think I've lived a few lives. But uh, punk was rebellion, but it didn't hide. Oh, no, no, no. It did not hide. It was there. It was in your face. Uh, and it was quite fabulous to listen to. And if you're like me, you don't like being bored visually. And when you would go to these clubs, some underground, a lot of them tequila was booking. Um, trust me, you were not visually bored. And that's something I, I can't take. I can't take seeing clones all the time. I like to see people who look different. I like to see people who are themselves because we're all beautiful. And, uh, you know, you got to do your own thing, be your own person. I think it's so boring to see everybody looks alike. Or every house in the in the little community looks exactly the same. I can't take it. <laughs> I can't take it. We're going to be right back in a minute. We're going to have another song from the one and only Tequila Mockingbird. Stay tuned. Okay, so I promised you a bit more of the very versatile Tequila Mockingbird. This is the track called History... It's by Tequila and the Actual Matrix. Enjoy.
And what a story it is. I'm telling you, I cannot wait till this book is out. And I've known tequila, well, a few years. I don't want to age us, but uh, there's always something new every time I see her or speak to her. Um, learn something new. It's quite fabulous. Haven't got to see her too much lately because of our uh, current worldwide situation. It's called a pandemic. And this is our Music for a Pandemic series. And I really thought we would have ended this uh, series by now, but we're going to go as long as the pandemic goes. Uh, at least a monthly show, I promise you that. And some great upcoming guests this year also. And do want to thank the remarkable Tequila Mockingbird for being our first guest in the year 2021. And uh, I'm going to be playing right now. Uh, have to do it. Have to do it if I'm going to play punk. I have got to play some Sex Pistols. Here they are from jolly old England. This is the Sex Pistols with Anarchy in the UK. <laughs>
The Sex Pistols with Anarchy in the UK. God, they fucking rock, pardon my French. <laughs> but they really do, or they did. Uh, this show has been celebrating punk, the origins of it, the true punk uh, vibe and feeling. We've had one of the best connoisseurs and historian figures on punk, Miss Tequila Mockingbird. We're very lucky to get her again. And uh, I think we played some really great music, including tequila. Um, yeah, dig it. Learn about it. It's part of his musical history, actually. You know, uh, And tequila um, was going to be teaching, uh, lecturing over at UCLA. Hopefully that'll happen again uh, after this uh, pandemic has passed. And... Uh, she is working on a punk cast with one of the professors over there. You can find Tequila on Facebook at Tequila Mockingbird. Also, Tequila Mockingbird spelled I-M-G in case that page is full. And also at the real Tequila Mockingbird lives in Hollywood. And, uh, yeah, check her out. Check out some of the videos. Uh, if you're not familiar with her, you're going to be a fan. Very interesting lady. And again, uh, this has been Bella's Ballroom. I'm so happy you were here with me. I think about you, and I worry about you. And, uh, oh, it's just been a suck-ass year. I'm going to be very blunt about it, you know. Um, I lost a couple people last year. And I've had a few friends very ill who made it back, thank goodness, and I I hope uh, it doesn't happen, you know, so um, till this kind of dies down, even if you are vaccinated, wear your mask, you don't want to pick it up and give it to somebody else, even if you don't get sick, uh, trust me, I'm over it too, I am so over it, my lips are one of my best features, and I have some beautiful lipstick, but uh yeah, I haven't gotten to wear that much, except around the house for the cats. And um, just hang in there. Stay vigilant. Stay tough. Have a few laughs. Uh, exercise a bit. Get out and walk. Keep your head clear. Do some yoga. Maybe some sacred geometry around your house. I've been studying on that lately. And, um, you know, better days are ahead. They're not going to be the same. It won't be the same as before, but it's going to be a hell of a lot better than this. Trust me. Okay? And one particular person, I think of you very often. You know who you are, fisherman. Hang tough, and um, we'll see you soon. This is Bella's Ballroom. We're an Anchor podcast. You can, of course, find us on Anchor FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Google Plays, Listen Notes, Radio Public, and Apple. See you next time for the music for a pandemic series. Blessings.